and the landlord's in the worst position because they have to go to the NCAT or the VCAT to get to the money bank. And those tribunals favour the weaker entity, the weaker, always the tenant because they're short on cash. The landlord's the one that owns the land. You are listening to Australia's podcast for accountants, Tax Talks, the podcast to run and grow your firm. Welcome to another COVID-19 update of Text Talks, update number 17. This is Heide Robson and thank you to Class for sponsoring this episode. The relationship between landlords and tenants is governed by state law, not federal law, but state. So it is the states and territories who have the final call on what happens to commercial rents during lockdowns, not the federal government. However, Rent is a major expense for small to medium business, so rent needed to be addressed as part of the federal rescue packages. So the federal government issued the Commercial Tenancy Code on the 7th of April this year with 14 stated principles and directed states and territories to amend their laws accordingly. To rejig your memory, I just want to play you some important comments from Update 9 around rent reduction. Here's Scott McKenzie from Velocity Legal in Melbourne. That landlords have to offer rent reductions to tenants, which is proportionate to the impact that the pandemic has had on their business. So essentially what that means is if I'm a business owner and I have a lease, and I've lost 50% of my revenue because of the, the pandemic, then appropriate reduction in rent has to be provided to me. In terms of the rent reductions that I mentioned, there's a further kind of piece of clarification in the code which states that at the very minimum, 50% of the rent reduction given to the tenant must be in the form of a waiver. So at least 50% of that rent reduction, the landlord must never try to recover from the tenant ever again, whereas the remaining portion can be a deferral of rent where the landlord essentially promises to not try to collect that rent for a period of time. That landlords and tenants can mutually agree between themselves to dispense with that minimum 50% requirement. And the thing that I've seen a little bit of so far has been landlords or agents of commercial premises going straight to the tenant with a nice looking contract and basically, you know, saying, we're trying to look after you, we're reducing your rent by X amount or we're deferring a good portion of the rent until later, sign this contract and we'll make that happen. But within some of those contracts, the landlord is actually putting in clauses which requires the tenant to dispense with that 50% minimum waiver requirement. So this one is particularly open to abuse and I think unsophisticated tenants or tenants who don't get advice on any offer put to them could fall into a pretty significant legal trap there. So the question is, has the code now been made law across Australia? And are there clear black and white rules now that tell us 
what the rent should be. We will cover the details of the different state tenancy laws in a later update, but here's a first short insight from Ben Sewell of Sewell and Kettle in Sydney. Talking about landlords, what's the legal position? I know there is the commercial tenancy code. I assume it's not law yet. It's law, uh, yeah. Ah, it's law now. It's law. Yeah, yeah, it's law. There's a... The last one was the Queensland law, but if they just can't pay the rent, then that's obviously a big problem because the rent relief provisions are only about half. So, so the key issue is that at least half of the rent reduction must be waived. So what if they just can't pay it? That's really the issue. And then they will go up to the higher rent as at the 1st of January next, next year. So they may get component of rent relief and they may get deferral and the amortization of the rent, so the rent merges in with the other rent. But what if they just can't pay it? You know, going to fair trading or going to a tribe tribunal, the NCAT or the QCAT or the VCAT, and trying to argue the toss about whether they get the half or not. So each state did it differently? Each state made law regarding the, the national cabinet principles. So you've got the principles that are agreed, and there's 14 points that were agreed, and then they were merged into law. But the criteria for the waiver of rent is still a bit up in the air. So I'll give, give you an example. So this, so Queensland, they've got an act and they call it the Retail Leases and Other Commercial Leases COVID-19 Emergency Response Re- Regulation. It depends on the state. I'll, tell you, but I'll okay. tell you the problem. I'll tell you the problem. So there's a, a an order that the parties negotiate rent, renegotiate rent. Okay. And there's a requirement that the landlord offer to provide no less than 50% of the rent reduction in the form of a waiver. Requirement of a minimum, but this is what I'm not going to talk about because you get stuck in the weeds. And then the parties must have regard to all the circumstances of the lease, including all the circumstances of the lessee and the affected lease, including the reduction in turnover, including all the circumstances. What does that mean? the extent to which a failure to reduce the rent payable under lease would compromise the lessee's ability to comply with lease obligations. So this is really a qualitative mm. exercise. So it's very fuzzy. Point. I think what's going to happen is if you, for example, are a complete shutdown and you want 100% because you say your turnover, say you've completely shut down, is zero, then the landlord is going to take you to the NCAT or the v- v- VCAT to basically pressure you and to obtain information like your BAS returns and get you to try and prove it yourself if they think you're lying. So this is the issue. So basically you'd be caught in a bit of a trap because if you're thinking that all you need to do is go and go to your landlord and give them your BAS returns, say this is the BAS return, it's gone down 80%, I want 80% off, then you're going to get stuck in the weeds because the circumstances overall get examined. And you need to explain it. And there's no de- definition of what there's. There's a requirement that you give your landlord accurate financial information. What does that mean? Because you can defer income. You can invoice later. Well, you can write write off debts. You can claim expenses. You can. I mean, look, far out. There's so many ways you can do it. You can just basically not process sales. I mean, there's just so many things that a business could do. To, to basically Tinker. change their returns. So that's why if you get into that discussion, you're stuck, stuck in the weeds. You're stuck in the weeds. 
You really are. And that issue basically is across all the states and territories. There are 14 principles, but now the way they have been put into law, there's always a lot of fuzziness in it. Well, but that's the point because you've got to take into account the circumstances and it's a, not just a quantitative analysis, but a qualitative analysis of the, the lessee's position, which means it's like a... It's going to be an argument. And, and I've seen these before. You go down to NCAT, you sit there, you negotiate, split the difference. So it's a landlord's nightmare. And NCAT is the New South Wales... New South Wales... ACE probably stands for administrative, T stands for tribunal, oh, and C... Cool. The QCAT is the Queensland Civil Administrative Tribunal. Oh, I see. So NCAT is the New South Wales Civil Red Administrative Board. Tribunal. So it's replaced the CTTT and it's basically a tribunal that is focused on helping the consumer or helping the small enterprise. So yes. it basically doesn't have rules of evidence and it's by So New South Wales, it's the NCAT, and Queensland, it's the QCAT, the, the VCAT. So you will have a tribunal like this in every state I and territory. I think you'd really get stuck, stuck in the weeds on this one. You couldn't give anyone an easy answer because the easy answer is to take advantage of the good faith requirement, write to your landlord, so I've had a big reduction in turnover, I'd like to renegotiate. Then it's just going to be back, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. So do you think the tribunals in the states and territories will be inundated with rent, with lease disputes? Depends. The real estate agents I've heard about have gone in aggressively up front and offered 50% rent relief up front and tried to get that agreed upon. So if they're acting like that, then, then they're going to have the issue settled. If it's a commercial lease and the company just can't pay the rent, then it's going to be a big issue. It's going to be a commercial issue. It's going to be an issue regarding if someone wants to um, delay and to you know drag their feet, then they can do it. But the 50% rent reduction is only where... The turnover. Turnover dropped by 50% or... No, well, that's the thing. It's a, it's, as I said, it's the... The circumstances of the lessee overall need to be taken into it. But didn't the 14 principles say something about that rent should be reduced at in least, line with the... At least. Yeah. So whatever at your least. turnover dropped, that's how your rent should be dropped. Yeah, but you're thinking like an accountant. This is... Yes. This is not... It's not just the BAS return. Okay. It's not just a BAS return. It's... it's circumstances. The circumstances overall. Now, I don't know what that means. Because there are clients out there whose landlords at the moment don't negotiate. They need to write to the landlord and, and refer to this law and say, I'd like to renegotiate. That's it. That's all they've got to do. A good faith negotiation. And um, just follow the process and just see, see where it goes. And if they, and the landlord's in the worst position because they have to go to the NCAT or the VCAT to get the money back. And it becomes an argument. And those tribunals favor the 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 weaker entity the weaker which is usually the business always the tenant because they're short on cash the landlords the one that owns the land welcome back so the answer to the first question is yes The code is now law across Australia. All states and territories have implemented the 14 principles the code lists. But the answer to the second question is no. There are no clear black and white rules that tell us what the rent should be. Instead, we have fuzzy terms like circumstances, appropriate, fair and so on. So it comes down to negotiation, documentation or, if you can't agree, the civil and administrative tribunal 
in your state or territory. So QCAT, NCAT, VCAT, and so on. In the next update, update 18, we will go back and talk about Australia's insolvency law again, this time in comparison to the UK and the United States, and discuss Australia's debt hibernation policy. Until then, thank you for listening and thank you to class for their support. Bye for now and see you on the next episode.